to Top 5's, the show of everything, Top 5's. Presented by The Sex Effects, I'm Joey Parati. And I'm Sean Day. And folks, uh, we just have we have just a regular old show for you this evening. Uh, I don't know what it's going to be about. You don't know what it's going to be about, but god damn it, we're going to have some fun. We're going to have some laughs. We got this. Uh, before we get to all the laugh tracks, Jonathan, how are you, my friend? Uh, good. Getting ready for Joey to visit this weekend. So really getting really excited. Uh, we're going to go see Paul McCartney on Saturday. And Mecca. it's going to be a, I know, dude, it's going to be a jolly good time, as they say. I, um, I think it would be the jolliest of good times. Personally. <laughs> this is good. I mean, this is crazy, man. We're going to see Paul McCartney, one of the last you know remaining Beatles. And I mean, I, I've, I've heard that, his, I mean, the show is just going to be packed full of, of songs and, and, uh, yeah, I'm excited, you know, just to, Me just too. to freaking listen and get to go to a concert with Joey. I always, you know, love and miss going to concerts and live performances with Joey. You know, we, we grew up, uh, going to lots of concerts together. So this one is especially a very special one because, you know, we have had a fond love for the Beatles over the years. So, um, yeah, man, this is crazy. I'm, very I'm well just put. like, I'm just thinking, like, it's the beginning of the week, and I just want the week to be over so we can just get down, man. <laughs> get um, down to Chinatown. No. Is yeah, Dodger yeah. Stadium in Chinatown? I don't know. I'm, I'm lived here for a couple years, and I still don't know where everything is, dude. Um, That's quite all right. But it's, yeah, it's, it's kind of interesting. We got to see uh, Paul McCartney at Dodger Stadium. So it's my first time seeing a concert at the stadium, and... Uh, I'm sure there's gonna be a lot of people there. So yeah, man. I don't I'm, know. I'm I don't think. Uh, I I think there'll be a lot of empty seats. <laughs> That's just my hypothesis. You know, um, no, it's gonna be fucking mad. It is gonna be fucking packed. It's gonna be I'm mad, so. Man. Ready for this. Man. It's going to be eventful, man. I'm very, very excited. So yeah. that's that's kind of our end of the week. So uh, that's how I'm feeling right now. I just want the week to be over, dude. And uh, to see your your face at the end of the week. I want to um, see your face too, Sean. I'm going to hold it in my hands. <laughs> and I'm going to do the European thing where I kiss each cheek. And I'm going to pinch <laughs> your cheeks after. I'm going to shake your face. I'm just going to say, God damn it, I have missed you, motherfucker. <laughs> that is a direct quote from the future. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, it's very sweet of you, man. <laughs> yeah, no. Um, um, I yeah, I can't wait. It's gonna be it's gonna be a blast. So yeah, yeah, dude. Right on. Well, uh, yeah. other than that, how are you doing, Joey? I'm doing well, man. Um, yeah, I'm very excited for uh, for this coming weekend for Paul McCartney. Um, I'm in the the throes of a new screenplay, so that's when I'm at my happiest. Is when I'm actually getting pages in. And yesterday, I got 17 of them in. Um, so I'm working, I'm working well, I'm working fast and, and I'm there feeling go. good about it. And then as soon as it's over, I'm going to slink into just a crippling depression, but that's okay. We'll, we'll weather that storm when it comes, but right now I'm enjoying myself, man. And, uh, but yeah, most of all, very excited to be podcasting with you here tonight. Um, we, we recorded our last show later in the week last week um so it's like we i feel like we just as soon as i sat down for the mic i'm like oh shit we just did this but we just I'm, did this it, <laughs> it's good i think that means uh you know the the wheels have have oil and grease on them and they're gonna just turn just fluidly <laughs> keep turning just keep turning man <laughs> <laughs> so we don't have a, a weekly segment this week we just have our top fives um 
top five. Which, a nice traditional top five show. Yeah. For you guys tonight. <laughs> um, if you do want to go back and listen to our quote unquote seasons of weekly segments, we have done everything from movies from the year of our birth. That's 1989 onwards. Uh, Beatles discography, the Ramones discography, Game of Thrones season eight, and uh, most recently the Clash discography. Um, yes. So please go go back and listen to those episodes. And if you don't like them, I I can't help you. <laughs> Our bad, I guess. There's there's um, tons of other episodes you guys can swift through. We're on episode 147. Does that boggle the mind? We're almost at 150, mind. dude. Nice little 150. We need to do something special. We should do a show in the nude. I think that's. <laughs> but like at home, <laughs> like not out in public. Yeah. <laughs> just you know. I just think be we're ready for that step. Just yeah. <laughs> in the nude. <laughs> just on a video <laughs> chat here. <laughs> That'd be something. No, that's probably that not a great. Definitely be. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's hard for them to be in on that joke. Um, all right. We will think of something. It's three weeks somehow, away. But somehow. You know what? I'm sure we'll we'll come up with something good. Um, Shawnee, in terms of lists this week, would you like to go first? Would you like me to go first, my friend? Um, shoot, man. I'll, I'll, I'll go first. Right here on. Here we go. I got a As we've been doing ones. lately, just picking from a random pool of top five lists. So Shawnee is... Conjuring. Shit. <laughs> just right, dropped them all. Trying to do some some ASMR thing here. There you go. Uh, top TV bingeable TV shows. Ooh. Bin- bingeable. Okay. Which can all which right. can vary. I would I would say, depending on what, yes. what kind of mood you're in, I guess. Right. Hmm. Well. Um, okay. I want to say Game of Thrones, but I am so fucking scorned. I will never, <laughs> ever recommend Game of Thrones to another person and any person that I come across that I once recommended this show to. I apologize profusely because f- <laughs> having said that, <laughs> Game of Thrones that. is incredibly bingeable. Hell yeah, man. And, and I'm going to have to put it on my list. I'm pissed that I'm going to have to put it on my fucking list. Um, ooh, you know what? No, my number one bingeable TV show is Daredevil. Ooh, you're fucking so Daredevil. right, dude. Um, I flew through that one, but in a good way. I I, I always yeah. think binge watching is definitely, I mean, there are some pros and cons to binge watching, right? I mean, you can go through the whole cons. season, maybe forget <laughs> what happened in the episode because you're just flying through it but there's some shows where they're so engaging and you know in this day and age now where we can stream stuff and have stuff available all at once um it's just amazing and i think daredevil is like a perfect choice i was just, i didn't even think about that i love daredevil man um yeah each season i watched in in a day you know and that's 12 hours of your life just like that just boom um <laughs> very worth it um hmm Game of Thrones. And binging is a new concept, man. Um, but you can binge old TV shows, which is wild. I'm not going to name True. any old TV shows. And I also, my mind immediately goes to Netflix, right? Because of that's the kind are, of where it, it started almost, right? Just binge watching. Yeah. 
having content available all at once. They release the show and it's all the episodes available. One of the first shows I did that with was uh, Orange is the New Black. That first season, I just oh, couldn't okay. turn it off. It was so good. Um, it got less bingeable. Um, hmm. You know what? I'll throw that on there, though. Orange is the New Black, for sure. Um, very bingeable. Hmm. I have still yet have yet to catch that show. I have to, and I know it's it's been through its seasons. Diminishing okay. returns, my friends. I would say watch the first two seasons and then skip the third. Watch the season where they all take over the jail and then be done with it. That's that's my right. personal head canon. All right. Um, hmm. Well, I got to go. Stranger Things, right? Stranger Things. Um, even though I'm not a particularly f- particular fan of this show. Um, funny enough, I'm watching season three. I'm on the last episode. Have you watched Stranger Things I, season three? I am almost done. I'm on episode seven, seven. Okay. Seven. So I think Stranger Things is like the perfect example of a bingeable show where the fact that it's a binge hurts it. Right. Because I don't, I, I watch this show once a year. I'm not going to fucking rewatch it. It's just not the type of show I want to rewatch because yeah. while it's very good, it holds so much promise and then it never fully delivers for me. This season might be my favorite so far. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> but the past seasons have felt a little bloated, a bit uneven, and uh, it never just lands the way that I think it should or, or in a satisfying way, at least. Um, or the things don't connect in a satisfying way. Maybe it's a little too convoluted sometimes, but um, yeah, you got to give it up. Like it's it's a very bingeable TV show, and just each episode just dips right into the next one. And that's part of where, like, if you're watching this on a weekly basis, right? Um, if this came yeah. out on HBO once a week, would they end an episode the way or in the spot that they end it because they know you're just going to jump to the next one? And I see what you're the saying. episodes yeah. start to have less of a a form like you can think back on some game of thrones episodes and you can think about that episode as a whole piece i can't think of a single stranger things episode on its own fucking terms on its, you know what i mean because right. it's all yeah just entrenched so it, it almost becomes this kind of disposable viewing right um where yeah. game of thrones you you take it in week to week and you but you know you can also binge game of thrones right i think yeah, I don't know. It's 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 like I, I see what you're saying because okay. yeah, the yeah, both the show like HBO and like yeah, Game of Thrones. It has you know the the it was built in as a weekly experience. Yeah. and you know that's that's the thing that you know with binge watching too. It's like you, I love having all that stuff available, and it is great that we can you don't you don't have to wait or whatever. But there's sometimes like this you know the tradition of waiting for an episode to air and you know having the week to to you know um think about it and theorize and all this kind of stuff um so but yeah i mean at the same time yeah i agree with you on stranger things like it is it's so kind of written and just kind of built in that way where it's like it's it's this one kind of big story that's happening and there's um there are some highlights in some episodes but like you know not one i think to really make it stand apart as its own episode yeah um, so you're you hit on the nail on that one on the head on that one. <laughs> I, I wonder if I would feel differently if I watched it sequentially weekly, you know? Yeah. But but we'll never know because I'll never fucking do it. Um <laughs> shoot, number five. I'm having tough 
Mm-hmm. Part of me is thinking like, should it be shows that are mainly just for binging, right? Binging. Cause that it, would not be Thrones off my list. I don't know. Um, because I have two in mind I'm just going to say two and I'm not trying to put, I'll tell you what my number five is. And then I'll tell you what my runner up is. Number yeah. five, I'm going to go Sherlock. Um, oh, Sherlock. it's yeah, just, dude, it's so like, and the episodes are an hour and a half, but you're going to, you're going to watch three, five hours when you're binging one of these other shows anyway. So fuck it. Um, <laughs> and then my number six or number five, they'll fluctuate. You know, it's one or the other dear white people on Netflix is so I, good. Yeah. It is so That's good. One I have to watch. Um, it's fucking amazing. The characters are just so good. And so like, um, well, eh, realized, you know? Yeah. Um, and it's not like the storylines in service to the, char- the storylines are in service to the characters, not the other way around. So it's yeah. really good. Um, all right. Fuck you. I did six. My bad. Um, <laughs> it's okay. It, it is. It is sh- tough to. You make a good point, though. There are some shows that are like, they're almost like uh, put out and almost designed to be binged watched. You know, Stranger Things obviously is, is a good example, yeah. right? Um, and then there's some shows that's like, you know, maybe you uh, having the ability to see them all at once, and you know, maybe the the story's so engaging um, that you just dive right into it and you can go, because you know, like Game of Thrones, right? It's like. like uh, eight, nine, eight seasons or whatever. So, I mean, you can, eight. I mean, it, it is tough. I, I, uh, try, you know, I think this last year I rewatched the series and it is definitely a tough, uh, watch as far as just like, man, like each season's about an hour long and, yeah. but it, depending on how, you know, how much you're into it too, you know? So it varies. I'm sure. I'm sure it does. Yeah, that it does. It varies. Um, uh, but Shawnee, I am, super incredibly excited to hear what your oh. top five bingeable TV shows are. Hit me with it. Uh, your best shot. I'm going to go number fire away. Number five, uh, Californication, man. Oh, I'm, how did I miss I'm this surprised. <laughs> One, cause it's, uh, the character of Hank Moody is just super interesting to watch. Uh, David Coveney playing that character. And, um, every episode is its own little thing. Um, but I don't know. I, I I still like watching episode back to back, um, just to see how the shenanigans kind of progress throughout the whole show. And <laughs> um, you know, I can I can binge watch. I could probably binge watch that show per season. I would say, and then you know, take a little yeah. break and then hit the other season. Um, that's kind of how I've been approaching a lot of shows these days. Is I I don't have the time to fully binge watch like a couple seasons of a show um that's why like stuff like stranger things is still early on like you know this is their third season so at least and they're like what seven eight episodes each or something like that so um you know the the amount of episodes and content is manageable so it it merits like you binging a whole show but um yeah like stuff like game of thrones man i can't yeah it's like that's a lot of stuff (laughs) dude but uh californication is five uh, that's great. And you, me and miles binged that in college, dude. And our first yeah. year together in the dorms. And again, it, it was an interesting show and it, it had, you know, I mean the character of Hank Moody and all the other supporting characters were behind it. I mean, it's, it's quite a funny show and, um, but it, you know, gets into some pretty heavy stuff and, 
But I don't know. It's maybe it's just just like seeing that character uh, of Hank Moody kind of uh, you know do his thing and. What will he do next? Yeah, what will he do next? That, that is usually the thought I have when I continue watching. So, um, so Californication for five. Nice. I'm gonna go four. Actually, this is a show I've been watching recently. Is Doctor Who? Um, the I think I've been watching the season nine and ten, which has Peter Pacaldi. I think that's his last name. Um, he's an older Scottish actor, um, but it, it's great. Like the show and I guess I could do the season thing. I you know, I kinda watch it per season or actually for Doctor Who it's per whoever's playing the doctor. Um whoever they cast as the doctor. So um but yeah it's like every episode it it is its own little self contained episode. There's some things you know you don't have to have this kind of story arc. So I guess that's kind of a cool thing about it too. Um and that's uh I don't know. I don't every episode is just its own little thing and um but, you know, it's it's always interesting to see the character of Doctor Who interact with whoever's in the episode or how they're viewed or whatever. So it's, uh, yeah, man, uh, it's becoming like one of my favorite shows. I, I don't know. It's very sci-fi. It's got elements of like not as hardcore as Black Mirror, I would say. But like there's some kind of things like that where there's, you know, things about comments on society and, you know, kind of the human condition and all that kind of stuff. So, um but yeah, Doctor Who for four. Very nice. Now I'm trying to think. Uh, I'm going to go three Stranger Things. Uh, currently watching season three. Um, I think when the first season dropped, I watched all those in like one day. Yeah. Um, second season, I kind of sprinkled it out a little bit. And then I kind of did the same for the third season. I, I watched like the first three episodes. And then I wa- like the next day, I watched another three. So I've been kind of spreading it out a little bit. And that's spread it out, Sean. Yeah. <laughs> and maybe that's that's my thing too. It's like, you know, obviously time having time to like sit down and watch it. I mean, we're we're both busy guys. You know, it, it is uh you gotta find the day to binge watch something. You know what I mean? Your day off or or whatever, you know. Or if you're Sunday. Or if you're able to freaking stay up or whatever. But um yeah, Stranger Things has been season three, I've been liking it too, and it's been um Got a lot of hints of Alien in there that I'm, I'm digging, and um, Terminator Two as well. Terminator Two. There's a cool little scene where they're in a Back to the Future um, sh- viewing, yes. which was kind of funny. And uh, what's his name? Um, uh, the cool one. The cool Chips Ahoy guy or the Hoy guy. <laughs> I can never get yeah their names. Oh, I, and that's the thing. Yeah, I don't. I never remember. The character's name. That, that is the tough part about binge watching. It's like, oh man, you gotta like kind of get used to the pacing and everything. But yeah, there's some cool stuff in this in this third season. And um, hopefully, I don't know if I have time to watch the last. I don't know if the eighth episode is the last one or if there's Steve Steve Harrington. Steve Steve Harrington. Yes, really like um, really liking the interactions with with him and and Dustin. And uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're they're. A powerhouse. They're really great. As is, um, what's his name? Sister, Lucas's sister. Yeah. Oh, yeah. She's. They gave her a, a way bigger part, uh, Erica. I love. And yeah. she is hysterical. She's, she's so great funny. In it. Just the the smart ass kid, but she is smart too. You know, like she has some common sense in there a little bit. So. Oh, um, she's fantastic. Yeah, and I, I do like how this season is. Uh, they're kind of doing the thing where each of the little groups, like you know, Hopper and. Uh, 
and Winona Ryder and like their characters are kind of doing their thing. And I guess I've, I'm, I guess in the seventh episode, I'm kind of reaching the point where they're all kind of starting to connect with each other and really yeah. know what's up and um, kind of interested to see what, how they're going to all react to that. Cause they each have like one like piece to the puzzle in a way and they have to kind of all fill each other in on everything. Um, so yeah, it's getting pretty exciting. So stranger things for three, um, man, you know what? I, I got to admit game of Thrones. I mean, yeah, I've, yeah. I have to admit to binge watching game of Thrones and it is, I mean, some of the earlier seasons too are, are, I mean, you could fly through those super quickly. Um, well not quickly, but you can definitely sit down and just consume yourself in the world of game of Thrones. Um, I, it's going to be definitely a while until I rewatch the series, um, which is kind of... I'm never giving it my fucking time ever again. <laughs> um, <laughs> so Game of Thrones for, for, uh, uh, for number two, and then number one... Man, I don't want to say any... Because you already said Daredevil, which I, I thought was a very... That's a very good one, because I did binge watch that, that last season. And yeah, it was super. Fuck, that last season was so good. Super engaging. So um, I don't want. I don't want to say the same one. So let me. Let me think. Um, can I just say that I don't think it gets said enough. Daredevil fighting Bullseye in a Daredevil costume is something I never knew I fucking wanted to see in a superhero show where they're like the same Dude. costumed dudes were going at it so good and the, and one being evil and one being good. oh man and it wasn't like a clone or this or that it was like fuck. this guy's po- yeah sorry no no seriously i i like that too because <laughs> it, it also i find i find a little like uh parallel with like you know matt murdoch and the daredevil and his kind of identity and like you know who he's trying to be and you know of course this other person comes in and and almost takes his kind of identity away in, in some way or form so it's uh it's pretty str- it's a strong like themes going on in that in that show too man so oh uh, man I don't know this is tough um I'm gonna go with uh man this is tough because it's my number one I mean I don't know if this will be my number one per se okay but um I'm gonna go with uh I'm gonna go with Silicon Valley. Um, because one, they're like 20 minute, 25 minute episodes. Ooh, you know what? I'm going to take that back, dude. He's taking it back. I'm going to go with community. Community. Um, yes, because again, uh, shorter episodes, uh, they, I mean, just the interactions with all the cast members and just every episode is just so much fun. And, um, I don't know. It's, it's it's smart too. It's such a fucking smart, smart show, show, man. Smart show. Um, so it's definitely enjoyable. It's it you know it definitely is smart. It's um, uh, I mean, I don't know. You start to really like. I mean, I love the cast and their chemistry all together. It was is so you know so strong in the show, and it's great to see that. Like when you start from the first season and kind of see also their kind of relationship with each other grow. And, um, and just kind of the stuff to get into. And I think that's something like, you know, I could just watch and even I, you know, sometimes I do like random episodes, you know, like kind of scatter, scatter them through, but I could still pretty much watch that show like back to front. (laughs) I I feel like I haven't finished the whole series. I think that last season I didn't get a a chance to see. Um, it's good. It's pretty good. Yeah. So I'm like, man, that's, that's one, that's probably on my next on my list, but I, I think that's like, 
out of this year, I think that's one of the shows I really went and revisited and, and watched every episode and sat there and just kind of, you know, just really enjoyed like everyone interacting with each other. So yeah. Hell yeah. That's a good list, man. That is community, man. There we go. There we go. Oh yes. Binge, bingeable shows. I like it. Joe, I am kind of curious to see what you're going to pull out of your, your little bowl. Let's see. Hear it? You hear it, folks? All right. Shawnee, what are your top five Star Wars characters? Oh, man. Whew. Okay. Fuck. Man. Okay, I'm going to go. Man, this is so tough because, you know, Han and Chewie, they're homies. You know what I mean? It's true. Can't have one without, without the, the other. other. I oh. know. So I'm going to go Han Solo for, for number one, dude. Fucking Han Solo. Han Solo. One of the coolest, coolest dudes in, in the uh, Star Wars universe. And I mean, he's a cool cat. He's a cool cat, man. Um, but it's cool, man. You can't have Han without Chewie. So I'm going to go Han, Chewie. Um, what else can I say about those two? I mean, they're, they're, you know, they, you know, man, it's just so crazy when you think about like the original trilogy and just like how those characters were woven into the story and, you know, how they've, how they grow throughout the story too. And, you know, Han Solo is kind of, uh, you know, kind of, uh, oblivious to all the force stuff and the Jedi and all this stuff. And then, you know, by the end of the, you know, the third installment of the film, you know, he, he truly, you know, is, is, uh, um, part of the, the rebellion and yeah, man, it, it's just super cool. And he, he was like the gunsling. I would say he, he, I think I mentioned him on my gun on the gunslingers episode. Um, he's definitely the gunslinger of the, of the freaking, you know, star Wars universe. He's the, the lone ranger. Well, not really lone ranger, but you know, you don't know what I mean. <laughs> I know what you mean. He's the, he's the wild cowboy guy. Um, going around trying to get his his ends meet, and he ends up being involved in this in this whole thing about the rebellion and um, defeating the Imperials, and um, with Chewie as his partner, you know, it's just like they're so good together on screen, man. So uh, Han and Chewie, one and two. Um, it's funny because I'll probably be picking a lot from the original original trilogy here. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna go with. Luke Skywalker. Word. Um, man, I mean, just seeing his journey through um, throughout, you know, New Hope, Empire Strikes Back, Return of the Jedi, and I guess we can include the later films too as well. Um, I mean, Luke is, is is definitely, you know, that 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 character of um, you know the the perfect like hero's journey character where you know he's taken from a place. Um, you know, where, you know, he, he doesn't, you know, he doesn't, he has the passion and the opportunity. He wants to be a, you know, a, a fighter jet plane guy or whatever. And, um, and, you know, fight for the, um, for the rebellion. X-Wings, show some respect. X-Wing, of course, X-Wing. Um, fighter pilot, <laughs> I was trying to say, I think. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, he wants, you know, he wants to be a pilot and, and, um, you know, he's, he definitely has, has a, a, his, you know, his views on, you know, what's, what's happening in the rebellion and the, and the Imperials. Um, but as far as a, having a character go through this journey and become a Jedi 
a Jedi Knight and understanding the importance of the Force. Um, and, you know, he is this, obviously our centralized protagonist. He's definitely the one to, um, you know, to, uh, uh, to bring us along uh, in his kind of footsteps and his journey. Um, and he's such a badass, man. I mean, he is. by Return of the Jedi, he's freaking Jedi Master right there, dude. So, um, yeah, Luke Skywalker. Luke Skywalker. Hell yeah. I'm going to go number four. Um, man, this is so tough. Number four, I'm going to go with... Fuck. This is hard. Um... I'm going to go with, uh, oh, damn. Man, freaking Lando, dude. Word. Word, Coolest bitch. cat in the galaxy, man. But uh, yes. it's great, man. He, I mean, obviously, the history with him and, and Han Solo, um, obviously offering up, like, a, a haven for, or a safe haven, I guess, for, for them, in a way, <laughs> in Empire Strikes Back. But... I don't know. He's just super cool and slick and, um, you know, has his little home base on Cloud City. Um, but, yeah, it, it's great to see even within those the original three films, just like just the interactions with him and Han and or Han, as he says. Um, Han. Han. <laughs> what a <dad. laughs> um, Yeah, it's, uh, you know, it's great to see that. And even just within that film, I mean, I, I'm kind of discarding the solo movie. Um, even just having those interactions just within that movie, um, it really showed, like, their kind of relationship with each other and maybe their past kind of lives together. So, I don't know. I mean, he became, you know, a very interesting character in, in the show, and he, I mean, the movies, and he was able to come back and, like, return the Jedi and, and help out, you know, with the, uh, the rebellion. And, um, yeah, I mean, he... he just like Han Solo, he, you know, he saw the, uh, um, you know, the importance of, of fighting back and, and, you know, of course, supporting his friends. So, um, yeah, freaking Lando, dude. Hell yeah. Lando and his capes. Um, He's got an excellent collection of capes. An excellent one. Uh, yes. Man, I don't know why I didn't put this higher on my list. Uh, I've got Obi-Wan Kenobi as my fifth Ooh. one, which I might have to bump him up a little bit on the list because he is probably my favorite character um, in uh, in Star Wars, man. I mean, he is, you know, when we're introduced to him in the in A New Hope, you know, he's kind of this mysterious character, uh, but you find out he has, you know, he's been in war. He's, you know, he's dealt with, you know, the Imperials before. Um, he is, you know, one of the last remaining Jedi. He's the one who takes Luke Skywalker on his journey and teaches him about the Force um, and he's just the perfect guide and, and perfect mentor for, for Luke Skywalker. Um, and it's great because he, as just like Luke, you know, taking on this journey, Obi-Wan Kenobi was the kind of door that opened for us to, you know, to the, the force and understanding the, those mythical concepts of, of, um, Star Wars. And, um, yeah, man, I think, um, that character is, 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 is very important, I think, to, you know, of course, the, the story and the, and the plot of Star Wars. And, um, you know, there's something, something about, like, the mentor character. It's like you have, even as a viewer, you have this kind of respect for that character. And, um, you know, when you 
first meet Obi-Wan, it's, it's, it's like, uh, you're, you're, you're so curious to see what, you know, um, who this person is. And, um, and it's great. Even throughout the rest of the series, you know, with, uh, even, re- uh, Return of the Jedi and just kind of the guidance of Obi-Wan, his presence sticks around. So it's, it's great that that character has, you know, become a very important character for the story. Um, so Obi-Wan Kenobi. Right on, man. I, he um, might be my number one. Never mind, dude. Uh, well, if he is your number one, then we share a number one. Oh, there you go. Um, <laughs> Obi-Wan has, has been my favorite since day one. Um, and I think a large reason for that is because, you know, he's the older character in the story. He And like you said, he's wise and everything. But like, um, I always kind of, you know, related all the characters to myself because I'm a fucking narcissist. But, um, you know when you're a kid, you're Luke Skywalker, right? It's your journey because of course it's your journey. Right. And that Obi-Wan character to me was always my Nan. So I, you know, Obi-Wan from was always my favorite because it's like, Oh yeah, I have that kind of person in my life. That's cool. Like I relate to that. Yeah. And, um, you know, just the cool older person that like can get away with shit. Like, you know, (laughs) it's not the droids you're looking for. Like that kind of thing, you know, it was awesome. Um, and he does, he, you know, he sacrifices himself in the most noble fucking way. And yet yeah. he's still there in Luke's ear, you know, run Luke, run, like, um, use the force, like, you know, and that always, you know, I saw it as a kid, but like, I feel like, and we're getting very personal here on the, on the podcast folks. And I hope you don't mind, but like, and we're going to deal with death here. Um, my Nan always kind of like, it was always as if she was preparing me for the time that she would die. I remember Lion King was like, you know. If anything ever happens to me, look up in the stars and fucking the twinkling ones. And that idea of the afterlife in Star Wars and, you know, that person always being with you, always have being that voice in your head. Mm-hmm. Um, so beautiful. And it gave me so much hope. Right. And um, that is why fucking Obi-Wan is my favorite, dude. Um He's so, and he gets to wear fucking brown robes, dude. So cool. <laughs> <laughs> and he's a blue lightsaber, man. He's so fucking cool. <laughs> and I like Ewan McGregor, and he did the best he could with what he, no, it's Sir Alec Guinness, man. That is my fucking Obi-Wan, dude. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Obi-Wan. <laughs> um, <laughs> number two, Han Solo. Han Solo's fucking phenomenal and wonderful and great and handsome handsome um he's so handsome handsome. yeah so fucking cool under pressure god i know right want to be that cool (laughs) it's like dude you keep your cool cool maybe when i get older well i'm 30 fuck it it's not happening (laughs) it's just not happening (laughs) Uh, all right number three i'm gonna go r2d2 man oh man of course the droids man um i love 3po he gets on my nerves a little bit i mean as he's meant to his function um, in the story, but fucking R2 and like, he just do 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 do. And you know, you know what tone he's full of sass. He is, he always is like, uh, uh, yeah, you know, like he does the fucking j- Jaws theme, yeah. you know, like he's fucking great. He fucking zapped Yoda. Fucking <laughs> R2's fucking the man. Speaking of Yoda, Yoda's my number four. Oh yeah. Yoda, baby. Um, and uh, I really fucking love Empire Yoda, man. 
um, you know, hitting R2 with the stick and fucking being a little, <laughs> um, you know, acting like a crazy old hermit and then revealing himself as Yoda and he like becomes scary all of a sudden. Yeah. Oh, it's yeah. just like, you know, the way the dude's holding the puppet and the sound of his voice, but that is, was effective. You don't need $10 billion a shot for CGI because it's never going to look that fucking, fucking good, man. good. Yeah. Oh my so I do. Um, all right. All right. Soapbox. I'm getting off it. I'm getting off it. <laughs> but I love Yoda. Fucking love the Yoda. The wise one, dude. And number five, a villain, Jabba the Hutt. Oh, man. Nice. What a cool palace. What a cool lifestyle. <laughs> you know? He's he's the main he's honcho, dude. oils all day long and watching these weird creature dancers i don't know i don't know what's going on but there's bounty hunters there's fucking just people just hangers ons he's got his own fucking dude bib fortuna i believe is his name with the coil wrapped around uh. his head <laughs> he's got those guards um he's got a fucking rancor he's got a fucking fucking doorbell that will give you sass oh yeah um he's got yeah he's got like uh the perfect place, man. He's definitely yeah. the mob boss. He's got there. Han as a piece of fucking art. That's true, man. He was able to freeze him and get him. Like, think about that for a second. Han could have paid Jabba and said, no, man, I'm going to make you fucking art in my house. And I'm going to look at you <laughs> all day long. And there's nothing that you can fucking do about it. I'm just going to fucking look at you instead of getting your money. Like, how much did he fucking have to pay fucking Boba Fett for transporting that shit. Oh, man. Like, what the fuck? Like, it's just, it's absurd. Yeah. It's absurd, but I like it. I like it a lot. Jabba. Jabba the Hutt, dude. Jabba the Hutt. Oh, yeah. He threw pretty good parties, too. Apparently. He threw fantastic parties. I would fucking party. Yeah, I would party with Jabba the Hutt. Like, yeah. yo, 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 can you get me into Jabba's? Dude. Y'all going to Jabba's? Y'all going to Jabba's? <laughs> Jabba. Java's. All right. I like your list. Shani, dude. This was fun. Thank you. you. Clearly, I wrote it um, at the same time I was writing last week's list, top five DC characters. I want. I can't remember if I have another character, top five in there or not. But uh, this was fun. Yeah. This was fun. A good little little uh, mixture of lists this week. I love I'm it. I'm glad that we kept it OT. Hell yeah, dude. I love it. Yeah. I love it. Jonathan. Yes. Do you have anything you'd like to share with our dear, sweet, imaginary audience this week, my friend? Oh, man. Um, Haven't seen Spider-Man Far From Home yet, so I definitely want to freaking see that. Definitely want to talk about it on the show uh, when we have a chance. Yeah, I want to talk about it real bad. Uh, (laughs) And uh, I don't know, man. Um, Let's see. I always like try to update you guys with some stuff I'm watching. Check out Stranger Things 3. Um, if you haven't seen Stranger Things yet, I am about to finish the seventh episode, going on to the eighth. Um, and then, as far as anything else, I got to share. Ooh, I'm trying to think. I'm trying to think, dude. Um, shout out to I'm trying to remember this uh, company that I bought this for. Terrible at this. Never mind. <laughs> I have this cool, <laughs> I have this cool little phone stand that's attached to my microphone stand right now, and it's it's been great because uh, so far I've been just holding my phone, talking to Joy every week, and it's great to have a little hands free. Um, 
I'll update you guys on the company. It is a, it is a company I, I didn't hear of before or I've never heard of before. Um, but yeah, a little shout out to these little phone stands. If you guys need stuff like that. Um, but yeah, Amazon freaking for the win, dude. Um, very nice. But yeah, dude, other than that, um, yeah, I just, I got to catch up on stuff, man. It's got to catch up on things and then get ready for this weekend. So yeah. Yeah. This weekend's going to be fucking balls to the wall, man. Heck yeah, dude. I don't know what that means. Really? <laughs> to the wall. I don't know. Maybe it's going to be too hot and the walls are cooler. I don't know. <laughs> uh, uh, Joe, man, man. do you have anything to share this week? Uh, the two things. Yes. Um, I did see Spider-Man Far From Home. I want to talk about it. A um, little, little light review, non-spoilers. How about that? Light, non-spoilerly review? Um, I re- Okay, I'm not going to give away anything, but I like. I really, really like what they did with Mysterio. I think they nailed Mysterio. Okay, that's cool. Um, we got Jake Gyllenhaal, right, playing Mysterio in this one? Jake Gyllenhaal playing Mysterio. Um, I like the teen romance, um, even though it doesn't feel completely earned. Um, how do you feel about Zendaya's MJ? Um, I don't know. I haven't seen Zendaya in a lot of stuff. I think the only other movie was... Um, but just as MJ. I mean, as like MJ. The concept of how her name is Michelle Jones, I guess. And so she's MJ. She's not Mary Jane Watson. Yeah. And she carries absolutely none of the, like, just, like, in the comics, she's, like, a model and shit like that. And they're doing the opposite with her. Yeah. I don't know. It's just, like, I I don't care that Zendaya's play. I think it's great that Zendaya's play. I really love her in the role. I love her and Tom Holland's chemistry. It's just, yeah. why did, just create a new, I I don't get it. Yeah, I, I, I see what you're saying. Like the kind of shoehorning. But I really that. like them together. Yeah, yeah. It's really sweet. No, yeah. I, I, I think that choice was definitely different and um, kind of maybe a little off-putting. Cause it's like, oh, shoot. Like we're expecting a like another, you know, a different person, MJ. But like they're just trying to use the name. Kind of Okay, it kind of reminds me of The Dark Knight Rises when they kind of they kind of hit you with... Um, uh, Talia or whatever. Talia, and then of course, uh, even at the end with like uh, you know Joseph Gordon-Levitt's character being oh, Robin. Right, Robin, and it's like yes. it's like you you know like yeah you kind of shoehorn that in there to like yeah. I would say appease the audience or obviously you know I think maybe in Spider-Man they're doing it to there's a familiarity with that character in, in a way but again you're right it's the kind of opposite of what the character is being portrayed of in the so. I, I like how they did their own spin on it. Cause we have, you know, we've seen, um, we, you know, we've seen like, uh, Mary Jane in like the Sam Raimi, uh, Spider-Man movies. And then we saw, I guess it was Gwen Stacy in actually, I think both Sam Raimi and, uh, the, uh, Andrew Garfield version, I guess. So it's, no, uh, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. No, she wasn't. Mary Jane wasn't in Amazing. She wasn't Amazing in. Yeah, movies. sorry. They did. No. I guess they did Gwen Stacy. Two. Shalane Woodley played her, um, but the scene got cut. Got you. Got you. Um, but yeah, I, I'm. At the same time, yeah, I'm kind of for like characters. Just kind of, if this is a new character we're introducing, and maybe a new, a new obviously romance with uh, the Spider-Man character and Peter Parker, like 
just just do that. You know, you don't, but, you know. But I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I think it, I just don't like, you know, they they did the gotcha moment, right? Yeah, like you were saying at the like, end of Far from uh, from Homecoming. Why did her reveal need to be a gotcha moment? Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, yeah, just call her Mary Jane from the. It doesn't need to be a thing. It's like his name will be Solo. Yeah, it's in that kind of like that was, realm. Yeah, it's like why? It, it's why can't just the character be just be, dude? Yeah, no, I, I agree, man. There. So, but I'm <laughs> I am excited to see their. Because, you know, now it's, you know, I'm sure Far From Home has opened up a little bit of, like, their opportunities to kind of find chemistry with each other, um, especially if the movie takes place on a tr- on this trip, right? So, um, yeah. yeah uh, anything anything else for Spider-Man Homecoming or for Far From Home? <laughs> Some of the humor doesn't work. A lot of it does. Um Can I ask you this? I, I'm still yes. not clear on this, but is this before or after Endgame? This is after Endgame. After. So, Do they, and I don't think this is a spoiler to say because they kind of hint at it in the trailers and everything. Yeah. They don't hint at it. They outright say it that, like, he's dealing with the death of Tony Stark. Yeah. And and this is kind of where my problem, another, like, I, I get it, you know, but this is, I just want a fucking Spider-Man movie. And these movies still feel like Iron Boy to me. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I don't know. It's just some of that stuff. Like, I, it just, I want Spider-Man to be smaller again, I guess. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it was fine that he was in Europe, but I don't know. Yeah, um, I agree with you, man. Like, and, you know, who knows, like, how much Spider-Man, you know, I'm sure he's still going to be with the Avengers and stuff, but... Um, yeah, I am interested to see what Sony's going to do with the Spider-Man property and maybe, you know, obviously have him appear in the uh, in the MCU movies. But I'm interested to see where they're going to probably go with the direction of Spider-Man in its own like world. And, um, yeah. you know, that that is definitely I mean, the interactions with, you know, Tony Stark and and. Peter Parker, they, you know, those were very, you know, very interesting. And, you know, I think they were very, fu- you know, genuine and fun moments together. And, of course, they gave Iron Man as, like, this kind of, you know, uh, got, you know, kind of like our Obi-Wan, right? You know, kind of a guidance figure, someone who's um, who knows, you know, how much, you know, uh, it is to be an Avenger and to sacrifice. And, you know, I guess it's great that, you know, Peter Parker has that as far as, you know, he's being, he's been taught to, you know, there's so much more to being an Avenger and all this stuff. And there's greater threats out there, obviously. Um, yeah, but yeah, I'm, I'm super interested to see the movie and, um, you know, uh, actually as far as I want to ask you as far as far, far, yeah. uh, far from home and homecoming, do you like far from home a little bit better than homecoming? It's different, man. Um, my initial reaction is yes, just because of Jake Gyllenhaal. And but it's 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 kind of a clunky movie. Um, it's it's enjoyable for sure. I'd give it like a seven out of ten, maybe. Okay. Or a three out of five. We're doing our five. Um, the castration of Nick Fury continues. And uh, I, yeah, I mean it's it's fun. It's all right. Um, it's just, it's forgettable, dude. It's disposable fucking entertainment. And it's like Spider-Man two, you think about that movie and it fucking resonates like to this day, even the first Spider-Man. Yeah. And 
these aren't doing that. I don't know. Yeah, I feel you, dude. Um, yeah, man. Uh, I'll, I'm going to try to catch it, actually, before you come up this weekend, and uh, hopefully we'll get to talk about it a little more on the show. Yeah, man. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's a good time. It's a good time. It's a good time. Yeah. Right on. Cool, man. Jonathan? Yes. Where can we find more of your work on the internet this week, my friend? Uh, you guys can find me on Instagram at Shonday Music and on my website, shondaymusic.net. Net? Net, net. Um, net, net. Yeah, find me on the, on the, on the internets. Um, internets. Joey, where can we find you on the internets? You can check me out on Twitter at Joey Parati and at my website, joeypartyscripts.com. You can check out the show at Top 5 Pod. That's T-O-P-F-I-V-E-5 P-O-D on, at Instagram, on Instagram, on Twitter, at gmail.com. Uh, you can check us out on Facebook at Top 5 Podcast and check us out, please, on SoundCloud, Apple iTunes and Google Play. It's hard to fucking do that so fast, man. <laughs> uh, but I'm I'm trying. So please give us a like, give us a listen, give us a follow, give us your love. And Sean, what what will we give them in return? Our love back. Our love back. Oh my goodness, that's brutal. <laughs> Until next time, I'm Joey Parati. and I'm Sean Day. Thanks. Thanks. Listen. We've out- outweirded ourselves. <laughs> <laughs>